What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to episode 37 of Thriving in the Trenches with me, Josh Jones, also known as Jonesy. And today, I want to talk about faith. So we're going to jump right into this and uh, a couple of disclaimers up front. Number one is, I know religion, spirituality, it can be a touchy subject and even offensive for some. And so if that's an issue for you, I would invite you to uh, not listen to this episode. And while I'd love your support and love to have you continue to listen to other episodes, as I've mentioned before, this isn't going to be a religious podcast or anything like that, but um, my faith is relevant to me. And so I'm going to talk about it a little bit here. And that's number one. Uh, Number two is that I am not a perfect Christian. Like, I am not Jesus Christ, who I believe is our Savior. And so, you know, I've learned over the years that we're instructed to follow God and not men. Men are fallible. I'm fallible. And so, there are things that I may say or may have said in the past that some would use to be like, oh, this guy's a Christian, F that, blah, blah, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm not the perfect example of a Christian by any means. I'm just a guy trying to live my life and do the best that I can. And so those are my two disclaimers that I wanted to put out up front. You can decide if you want to continue listening or not. But without further ado, I'll jump right into my whole point. So I've talked about in previous episodes that I got to a time when I was uh, pretty suicidal and kind of on the brink of suck starting my pistol. And I've since moved past that. It's been years and it's not a struggle that I have anymore. But the relevance of it is this. So I'm going to back up and we'll come back to this moment in a second. But I grew up in and out of church and it was always either forced on me or a social thing. And I remember junior high and a little bit of high school, I went to like a midweek kind of youth meeting and it was a good time. But like I said, that was a willing choice, but at the same time, it was a social endeavor for me. It was all about hanging out and meeting people and truth be told, meeting some of the girls. I had crushes on some of the leaders, you know, just a young buck doing what young bucks do. And that was kind of my introduction to who God is, what God is. And I didn't quite understand it, but, you know, I would definitely say there were times when I was influenced or impacted by that experience. So fast forward a few years, excuse me, fast forward a few years, and there was a time in my life when, you know, I was dating a girl at the time, and this is probably around about 2001, 2002, but her dad made her go to church every Sunday. And so I figured whatever I'm hanging out with her, I'd go too. And it was a really strange occurrence to me that every Sunday, it seemed as if this guy had (laughs) watched me the week prior to that and based everything he was saying off my actions and 
my decisions and just kind of the way I was living my life and teaching to that lifestyle essentially. But I mean, it was, it was spot on a lot of times where it's like, man, this guy, does he got spies? I'm like checking my back, looking at somebody following me. And it was around that time that also through conversations with this girl's dad that I started really thinking like, okay, maybe there's something to this God thing. Um, again, fast forward a little bit, met some friends, some people, and really got heavy into the church. And it was a great time. And I had met some of the best people that I've ever known in my life and had great opportunities and started following um, a particular ministry that had a, a, a college-based ministry. And the the particular speaker that I really kind of was following after, he had a very aggressive message, I guess you would, you could say, I could say. And the way he spoke, it just really hit home for me a lot of times. Like the things were very convicting, like making me look at myself, making me look at my, my own errors. And, you know, it, it was just really challenging to me and helped me to be what was a better person in my journey, helped me to conduct myself in a better way. And I ended up kind of moving to be closer to um, a church affiliated with that ministry and got really plugged in with some people and it was great. And yeah, just had a blast with it, you know, and again, met a lot of people and then moved around again and again and different things happened in life. And over the years, I kind of drifted away from that. And that kind of brings us back up to the intro where I was talking about um, the whole suicide thing. Prior to that time and like during that time, I really worked hard on trying to convince myself that of, of one or two possibilities. One is that like this Christian God that I've learned about and was taught about is not real and it's just some made up thing. And so everything I had thought, everything I believed is all a bunch of just garbage. And that's why my life was in the dumps where it was. And the second thing that I was trying to believe is that if this God is real, everything I've learned about him is still garbage. And really, he just like created the world, created people, set things spinning and was sitting back watching like some horrible train wreck of a sitcom or something, just laughing at what was going on with no real involvement. Um, so what brought me back from that thought process was when I was thinking about shooting myself, I um, I had this really clear thought one night, and it was not my own. And I, I think I may have talked about this before, but either way, I'll reiterate it here. But the thing that was really breaking me down at that particular time was the fact that I did not get to see my kids as much as I wanted to. I missed them so bad. I wanted more time. And I want to definitely emphasize the fact that it was not the separation of their mother and I, like she was not trying to keep my kids from me. It was more that I was kind of a freaking gypsy or like, I don't know, a rolling stone. I didn't really have a spot to call my own. I was squatting with different friends and moving from place to place. And I never had a spot that really was conducive to me having my girls long-term or I, I should say, more than just like a couple days here and there. And also my job, my work schedule just didn't really facilitate that either. And so I was just missing my kids like crazy. 
And that's what had me so deep, dark, and depressed that I was willing to end it all thinking that would be an easier route. I wouldn't have to deal with the pain and, you know, just all of that madness that comes with suicidal ideas, suicidal thoughts, depression, whatever else. So anyway, this thought that I had one night was as I'm sitting there, it was as clear as day in my head. And it was kind of, you know, the way I receive things is a little bit harsh. And so it was, you know, hey, dummy, you're upset and considering killing yourself because you don't get to see your kids enough. How often will you see them if you're dead? And for me, that was enough. That was such a wake-up call. It was like, holy smokes, how did I not think of this on my own? And as simple as it is, it really blew my mind. And to me, that just speaks to the power of God and like how, you know, our relationships with Him, it's an individual relationship and it's not about, you know, somebody may say, God speaks to me like this or talks to me like that. Some people may even criticize me for saying that God called me a dummy, but like, whatever, what I heard is what I heard. And the fact of the matter, well, the important part here is that it was enough to, to, pull me back from the ledge, so to speak. And that really made me reconsider the things that I had been thinking. And since then, I have been actively pursuing God. Now, again, I'll say that I'm not perfect at it. I do things that some would judge me for, some whether they believe in the same God or not, because there's people out there with knowledge of the, the Bible and knowledge of like the Christian faith, and they would criticize the way I live too. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter to me because I'm not living to please them. I'm living to please God and living to be the best version of myself. And again, there's, there's still things that need to be worked out and there's decisions that I get to make. And there's things that I choose to do that may or may not support that faith based on what different people believe and how things are interpreted. Um, Again, like just on that, I'm not saying that the Bible is something to be read and just interpret it as you want to or as I want to and do whatever I want because that's not following anything. That's just reading something and still doing whatever the heck I want. And, you know, if I'm being blunt and honest, which I choose to be here, I think in some regards I do that. I I read something and I interpret it to mean something and I I act contrary to that and you know, again, those are some of my challenges. Those are some of my struggles that I am working on. And that's for me and God to work out. But anyway, there is a point to me sharing that brief testimony with you. And it ties back into the whole thing about just personal development, identity, self-worth, all of those things. And so for me, again, as I've talked about before, it was always a feeling of I'm not enough. And that stems from a childhood thing, um, the way that I was spoken to when I was a kid, just kind of the way I was raised, and then just false beliefs that I bought into about myself and glass ceilings that I placed over my own head. And just, you know, all struggles are internal, right? I mean, we, we may be triggered by external things. We may be influenced by external things. But at the end of the day, it's what we choose to believe. It's what we choose to have in our minds. And so... 
yeah, that's kind of where I was at with that, just not not feeling worthy of anything. And I think one of the biggest things in there for me was not feeling worthy of love because I didn't love myself. I didn't even accept myself at one point. And this ties back into the alpha code. The alpha code really was a tool that allowed me to realize who I am and what I am and accept those things about myself. And once I was able to achieve accepting those things, continued to work and started to respect myself and with it those things in my life and ultimately love myself. And where that comes from is my faith. Um, There is a lot of self-help gurus out there that will say, you just need to love yourself. You just need to love yourself. Well, that's like going from one end of the spectrum to the other, because a lot of times when we're dealing with depression and darkness and whatever else our demons may be, we are on the end of the spectrum where we don't even like ourselves and to some extent may even hate ourselves. So to ask a person to go from loving themselves to hating themselves is such an extreme shift. It's it's one end of the spectrum to the other, and it's not an easy thing. It's not something that you can just wake up and decide, like, I'm going to be 180 degrees out from where I've been living my entire life. Um, it takes steps. I mean, again, I like to make analogies about weightlifting, but if you've never been in the gym before and you decide you're going to hit a powerlifting meet and to place, let's just say you've got a squat like 400 pounds, you don't go from the couch to squatting 400 pounds and just expect to do good. And if you don't, then it's like, oh, I must just suck. Like, no, that's stupid thinking. And I think anybody would agree that to do something like that, there's intermediate steps, there's workout programs, there's processes that need to be followed so that you can make the the gains, make the incremental growths and, and strength increases that allow you to achieve that 400 pound squat. And so it's no different with learning to really accept, respect, and or love ourselves. And so how my faith played into that is once I got to the respect level, realizing that I was absolutely created by a higher power I believe in microevolution. However, I have problems with the whole idea of one day there was nothing and then there was scum swimming around in a pond. And then next thing you know, humans are building skyscrapers and flying to the moon. Like, I, I just can't buy it. I don't buy it. I do believe in the evolution of man and that we started more primitive and became more advanced and learned and you know, survival of the fittest type thing. I do believe in those kind of evolutionary processes. Um, But ultimately, I do believe that I was created. I don't believe that I was magically formed in a pool of whatever happened to land in that pool that at one point was just barren space. (laughs) Um, Again, those are just my beliefs. But anyway, knowing that I was created by a divine creator, somebody that's outside of time, somebody that knows all, sees all, just is everything. And then believing that I was created for a purpose and taking that a step further, 
believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, knowing that I would probably, or I mean, I won't even say probably, that I would commit more sins after accepting that sacrifice. Like, that's absolute love, and I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it's just a level of love that I'd never comprehended. The closest I've ever been is when my first daughter was born. I remember she was just a few days old and being in the hospital and looking at her and just thinking like, I didn't even know that I was capable of this kind of love. I had no clue and it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Like, how is this little thing that just like came out and can't do anything for itself like, or for herself, like, and definitely isn't doing anything for me, you know, like, how can there be so much love for this, this little person? And when I think about that, it makes me think of God's love for me. And if I believe that God is what he is, that he's all knowing and all loving, and that he created me for a purpose, and that out of all the people in existence, he knows me and he takes time to have a relationship with me and he took time to send me a little word that stopped me from shooting myself in the head like that's that for me that's not something that I can overlook and that to me says that this god guy must really love me and if i believe all those things about him and he loves me how can i not love myself what makes me better than him what makes me like just able to be like, nope, you're wrong. I'm not lovable. Like it just, it, it doesn't sit right with me. It didn't sit right with me. And so as I've walked this journey and I've grown and I've persisted in my faith, that has been something that has helped me maintain a love for myself and helped me maintain just moving forward and growth and, and strength and even coming here to do these podcasts, like just believing that what I have to say is going to impact something, not be somebody, I'm sorry, not because I'm so great, but because I was created for a purpose and this is part of my plan and, you know, nothing's wasted. And so I think the message I want to drive home here is that there's something greater than us. And, you know, we have to, uh, I'll speak specifically for me, I have to believe that in order to have just even any kind of drive to continue moving forward. Because if not, this is all for nothing. If not, like, we grow, we're born, we go through life and life sucks and it's hard and there's challenge after challenge, struggle after struggle, and then we die and we're put in the dirt and nothing ever matters. And that's kind of how I viewed things. And even I remember at a point watching, I was, it is when I was still in the Navy and I was on a ship and, you know, it was kind of morning time. We were in port and waiting to get ready for work and the news is on. And I just thought every day, the news just miserable every day, bad people doing bad things, bad things happening to good people. Like everything was just like garbage. And it, it was this weird thought I had one day. It was just watching this and it's like, gosh, there's so much hate and there's so much misery. Like, what is the point? Like, why don't we all just die right now? 
And that was kind of, again, one of those things that led me to believe like, well, it's, it's not for nothing. I don't have all the answers. I don't claim to have all the answers. I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to know everything, like why everything happens in my own life. But what I do believe is that everything that has happened in my life gives me a tool that can potentially help somebody else out. I mean, maybe I go through a struggle that somebody else goes through a similar struggle. And because I was able to go through that and come out on top, I can encourage them. I can help them through it. I can walk with side by side with them and we can be victorious. Well, they can be victorious and I just get to be fortunate enough to, you know, be there and watch it happen. But it's like, I don't believe that any, any like, misery, any struggle, any challenge, any quote unquote loss or defeat that I've ever suffered, I do not believe that it was just for the sake of suffering. I do not believe that it was just for the sake of loss. And that's because I believe that there's a God up there that has a bigger plan. And when we choose to listen to him and we choose to follow him, that it allows us to use those things to help others. And so you know, this podcast is all based on personal growth and development and how my story can hopefully help others. And so that's why I'm sharing this is because my greatest power, my superpower is my faith in, in God and my faith, my belief that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that I was created for a purpose. And without that, like nothing really matters. But with that, everything matters. Everything is an investment into something greater than me. Everything is a contribution to our existence on any scale, whether large or small. And not that I feel like I'm big time right now, but you know, it's who knows what your potential is, who knows what you could be doing. And I think if we take a second to stop looking at ourselves as a victim, stop looking at all these things that are happening to me and realize that rather than me being like just picked on by the universe or getting beat down or going through all this for nothing, I'm able to turn those things into tools. And when we learn how to turn our struggles into tools, they become our strengths and our strengths are able to reach whatever we limit ourselves to. I mean, I've kind of touched on it before, but I've, I've got a couple listeners in areas of the world that I've never been. And I'm not sure who even lives in these areas, but people there are listening to my voice. They're, they're hearing things that I have to say, and they're coming back to hear more. And it's because I'm able to share what I'm able to share and because I've lived through what I've lived through and it's contribution. And yeah, I I mean, I think that's, that's it. Just, I want to share that aspect. I think I've, I've danced around the idea of sharing my faith and I've only touched on it briefly throughout like my previous 36 episodes. And I just felt that, it was time to be straight up about it. And there's so much more to the story. I mean, and the story's still being written as we speak, but I'd be remiss if I didn't take time to acknowledge that all of this is from God. Even the idea of starting this podcast, like I don't feel like it was my own. I was in the shower and 
initially I had a thought I should write a book and share my thoughts and it kind of morphed into doing this because I <laughs> don't like writing to be honest. I like journaling and writing my own personal thoughts, but I don't don't structure stuff real well. Um, and I just choose not to invest in that that skill set because it's not something that's relevant or beneficial for me at the current place I'm in in life. But yeah, that's it. Um, if you've got any questions about what I believe or other questions about how my faith has helped me through different challenges, um, even just evidence of, of God in my life that has helped me to continue believing in what some may believe is just a fallacy. Um, and I'm, I'm open and, you know, I am a hundred percent willing to have open conversations about this kind of stuff. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm some kind of Bible scholar that I have all the answers or that I even know all that there is to know about other belief systems. What I do know is that my faith in God has helped me through countless struggles and ultimately saved my life. And in that also, I have two beautiful little daughters to show for it. And, you know, I am living a really positive and thriving life. I have <laughs> gone from the trenches to, I'm still in the trenches because every day is a battle, but I, I no longer suffer in the trenches. I thrive in the trenches. And that's why this podcast is called Thriving in the Trenches, because it doesn't matter how bad it gets, how ugly it gets. I know that there's a higher power up there and I know that there's a plan for my life. And this is just all part of the journey. That's it. Love you folks. And I uh, hope you're able to gain something from this. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved, you are appreciated, and no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.